Welcome to the USU Career Studio podcast that helps you navigate your career path. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to tell your friends and family all about it. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere else you listen to get access to our newest content. Thanks for joining us for our Friday face-to-face episode. I'm Marissa Armitstead, your host, and I'm excited to welcome alum and environmental engineer, Sarah Guzman, to the show. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you, Marisa. Thank you so much for the invite. I'm very excited to be here and assisting you with this amazing project that you guys are doing at Utah State. Oh, thank you so much, Sarah. You know, we're so excited to have you here as an alum to chat about your your experience. And, you know, this month we're really diving into the College of Engineering and talking about some possible career paths. So I'm really excited to chat with you today. And maybe to start with, do you mind just giving us a little bit of context, like talk about your your educational journey, maybe a little bit of what was going on with your career during that time and, and how all of that led to working at Cash uh, Environmental Laboratories. Uh, yes, absolutely. So um, I got my bachelor's on biological engineering, and then I got my master's on environmental engineering. Uh, during those uh, years when I was completing my education, I was uh, working at different places at Utah State University. And during my junior year, I got my, uh, um, I started working at the Utah Water Research Lab, that is by the first dam in Logan. And I started working there as a dishwasher which means I was just washing beakers all day. Yes. <laughs> then eventually I move up at the lab and I, I start working as a research assistant and I was performing um, environmental testing for the PhD students and the postdoc students. And that's how I, I didn't just discover environmental engineering. That's how I fell in love with that. Um, and that's how I decided to pursue my master's on environmental engineering. <laughs> wow. Okay. So when you first got that, that first, um, beaker cleaning job, <laughs> were you already, did you already know you had an interest or was that just kind of like a happenstance you ended up there? Talk to me more about that. Yes. No, I was just looking for a job, you know, as a student, you are just looking for what is going to give you more money. <laughs> yes. Yes. You have, your time is so limited and you don't really want to look for like a full-time job or like not even a part-time job sometimes. So that was, I found that in the job board, uh, uh, the TSC, uh, in Utah state. And I just went and applied for it. It, it was, it was just amazing. I really didn't know a lot about environmental engineering. Um, I had some friends that were studying that, but I was not, um, very aware of everything that environmental engineer meant. Yeah. And I'm uh, another follow-up question to this, you know, cause a, a lot of times when students take a student job, they're not thinking this is going to help me determine my career or like lead me to a career path. But for you, it, it did. And so I'm curious, mm-hmm. you know, like what, what helped you stay curious in a job that maybe you didn't see as being long, long-term? I think that when I started performing the environmental testing and I started learning about like the different processes, where the samples are coming from, why are we testing, you know, soil? Why are we testing plants? Why are we collecting uh, rainwater to test it? (laughs) There were a lot of questions that I'm like, why are we doing this? And the more I learn, I always been like a curious person by nature. So the more I learn, the more I start getting into um, interested on environmental engineering. 
Very cool. Such such a unique path. And I'm, I'm grateful that you're sharing all of that with us. Again, for our students to hear um, lots of different ways that we can get to an end goal, I think is so helpful. So I appreciate you sharing that. Um, I'd love to switch gears a little bit here and talk about your work as an environmental engineer. But before we dive too deep, maybe give us, you know, like a really simple definition of what, what does an environmental engineer actually do? That is a very good question. So the short answer to your question is, we save the planet. <laughs> wow. Okay. Tell me more. <laughs> um, um, environmental engineers, there is, uh, it really depends, you know, on which field or in which area you uh, decide to go. But in a nutshell, we research environmental issues and we create um, we create plans to decrease the effects of those issues into the environment. So it really, when I say depends on the area that I go to, like you can go into water, you can go into air quality, you can go into biosolids. But at the end of the day, an environmental engineer, it's going to be researching uh, issues that are environmental issues that are associated um, with that field, and we're going to be creating and implementing uh, solutions for those type of problems. Super interesting. So it sounds like it's very region specific or dependent. And I'm curious, you know, with that, so you're you're working for for Cash Environmental, and I'm curious, what are some of the issues that you all are working on specifically there? Um, environmental issues, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, some of the issues that we have been working on recently is uh, with industrial wastewater. So we have been looking on different processes on how we can optimize the treatment of industrial water. Because, you know, this water, it's going to have a lot of contaminants. It's going to have uh, high heavy metals. So we are always trying to find a way uh, that our that address the needs of our clients and that is cost effective for them. Wow. So interesting. So interesting. Okay. So talk to me a little bit more about you know, when you think about the day-to-day tasks, what skills are really important for an environmental engineer to have to be successful? In my opinion, um, skill sets that you probably need to have if you want to be an environmental engineer is uh, creativity. We are always looking for problems to solve. And most of the time you need to think outside of the box. So this is not a job that you're going to be, you know, that an equation is going to give you the answer to the problem. So creativity is a big one. Um, You need to like to solve problems. So it has to be someone who is problem solving uh, driven, that it's going to put him or herself out there to find a solution for the issue that they are facing. And lastly, um, someone who is a team player because you Mm -hmm. either are going to be overseeing a team or you're going to be working on a team. So you need to be a team player. You need to keep good communication with everyone. And I feel that those three skills combined are going to make an environmental engineer succeed on the area. I love that. And I love that you're hitting on this topic of curiosity as a career coach. You know, we often are talking to students and inviting them to really kind of dig into their curiosities. And that's exactly what led you to your job. So I love that. I love that. Uh, I'd love to learn more about um, your your favorite parts of the job, right? So we know mm-hmm. no job is perfect in the sense of there will always be tasks that we don't like. But in terms of the things that just get you going, that you just you go to work for, you know what what are some of those those like tasks or activities? You know, um, 
when I when I discovered environmental engineer, all the projects that I was working on, uh, they were trying to find a solution for a problem, like for an, an environmental problem. So that's always been my number one um, drive. Like I always want to find what is the solution that it's going to improve the environment. How can we save the planet? You know, like that's something very personal of, of, of myself. Um, but something that I really enjoy that is like my favorite part of my job, I have to say it's my mentor, who is my boss and my team. I feel very grateful that I have someone that I can go to when I need guidance about something, when I have questions, when I don't understand something. It's very fulfilling to have a mentor who is going to take the time to, uh, to, to spend that time with you, teaching you new things um, and making sure that you that you succeed on your role. And my team, um, we are we just have an amazing team there. So I really enjoy every day that I'm working with them. Sometimes it doesn't feel that you're going to work, you know, like, oh, I'm excited because we're going to be talking about this issue and we're going to be finding a solution for it. I know it sounds a little bit nerdy, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, definitely. And I love that you're hitting on on mentorship. You know, as students are thinking about any kind of career, I think that's such good advice to look for a company that is going to provide you mentorship so that you can grow as a professional. Yeah, I think I think that's such an important piece. So I love that that is something that you love about your job. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'd also okay. So a, kind of a different question here, but I am curious. Uh, maybe going into into engineering, did you have some preconceived notions of what an engineer was, and what what were some of those that maybe you got into the work and thought, oh, that's not that's not what an engineer does at all. <laughs> Any ideas or thoughts there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is a very interesting question. Um, when what I thought my typical day would be, it would be like, you know, oh, they are going to give me um, a problem that I need to solve with an equation, my calculator, my, you know, I, I have to design something or model something. But something that I've learned is that there are many different versions of what a typical workday is actually is on engineering because you can go from like do a sale pitch to a client you can be outside in all kinds of weather you can be in front of your computer all day or you can be working with your team solving different issues and different challenges so there is this is not like a cookie cutter uh type of typical day that you're gonna find <laughs> no that's a great great point i'm curious as kind of a follow-up to our conversation about skills required, when you think about maybe like the technical side of things, what what technical programs or skills, if any, you know, what are you using like on a maybe daily or at least like monthly or weekly basis? Yes, absolutely. Um, something that we use uh, on my company, um, we use AutoCAD. That's a drawing um, software that help us a lot to visualize something before we uh, bring it to reality. So uh, AutoCAD is a good example of what is a drafting is a drafting software. So that's something that you will see there. Um, other technical skills um, that we look when we are um, that we look for uh, like in people to bring into the company, it's uh, design, modeling, drafting, um, statistical analysis, those are things that we are always looking on, on, on different people when they come into the company. 
Definitely. Definitely. I think that's helpful. And again, as a student, you know, thinking about um, career paths, it's helpful to know what are some of the skills that I need to start developing now, like my freshman or sophomore year, so that I can have some competency and, you know, when I enter the workforce. So super helpful that you mentioned AutoCAD. I think that's, that's a great skill for maybe students who are interested in, in pursuing engineer to start thinking about now. I would love to hear, Sarah, about maybe a favorite project that you've worked on, something that felt meaningful or that you were really inspired by. Any projects come to mind? Um, yeah, we were working on this project, um, uh, treating an in, uh, helping an industrial, industrial wastewater treatment plant optimize their process to remove metals on a more efficient and cost-effective way. That has to be one of my favorite projects because we had so much interaction with our clients. We were at this plant pretty much every single day, Monday through Friday for like 10 months. Um, We were taking samples every hour. We were collecting so much data that at at the end of the project, we had to analyze. Like this project taught me a lot on how like the different, um, the different strengths that you actually need to be successful on this, on this type of career, you know, like I knew that that was not going to be what I was going to be doing for the rest of my life, like that specific project. But during those 10 months, it, it, it taught me a lot on how to be disciplined, on how to uh, organize my, uh, my workload on, and how to prioritize my tasks. So I really enjoy working there. And it also helped me develop uh, my communication skill with my clients. You know, I have to step out of my comfort zone and I have to be, you know, I have to put myself out there when something was not going the right way or when something was not going as expected. Absolutely. Yeah. I love this experience. It sounds like it was a really huge learning opportunity to kind of get your toes wet and, and really learn some, some good practices for yourself as a professional. So I love that. Let me tell you something else. Uh, something that that students need to keep in mind when they are thinking about engineering is that you're going to be learning every single day of your life. If you think that learning is done in college, let me tell you that that's not right. You're going to be learning every day something different. And you need to keep an open mind because, you know, you're going to be learning about business. Maybe that's not Maybe you're not interested in that, but you, you're going to have to learn, you know, about business, interpersonal skills. So I just want to throw that out there uh, on something else that also su- surprised me when I started working as an engineer. Yeah, that's such a great nugget. And I love, I love that you're touching on this idea that it's, we're constantly learning, constantly growing. Um, and, and you never really reach that epitome of the perfect, you know, any profession, right? We're always, we always have the ability to learn more. So I'm really grateful you touched on that. Uh, Sarah, I would love to ask a question connected to potential other career paths. So, mm-hmm. you know, as a student, again, is exploring, maybe they think, oh, like engineering sounds kind of interesting. What are some other um, other types of work or, or occupations that your role over overlaps with or interacts with that maybe a student might might be curious about as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, other path that uh, my skill set can transfer to its biological engineering that's when, when I started getting my bachelor's on. So it was easy to, to, tra- to transition into my master's degree of environmental. Uh, chemical engineering, I was not aware of how much chemical engineering has to do with environmental engineering, uh, process engineering, um, and project management. 
I, I think that those four will be um, will be the the other career path that your skill sets can transfer to if you're interested in environmental engineering. Super interesting. I'm curious, you know, if a student, again, let's say you're maybe like sophomore or junior-ish, and they're still kind of trying to figure out what what niche of, of engineering they're maybe interested in, what do you recommend? You know, is it maybe looking at taking another minor? Is it doing an internship? Is it just going and getting like volunteer experience? I don't know. What, what do you think helps a student kind of identify their own personal route? I think that's a great question, Marisa. Let me tell you why. Because I had the same struggles when I was a junior. So um, before I started working in the water lab, I needed to start thinking about my technical elective that I had to take. So as a biological engineering, back on my days, <laughs> I had to take, I think it was three or four elective um, of my choice. So when I started working at the water lab, that helped me, you know, identify like, okay, maybe let me take my electives on environmental engineering. And that's exactly what I did. I think that I took three out of four um, subjects on environmental engineering. And that helped me a lot on learning and understanding uh, what that was about. Other things that I would recommend students to do um, elective, find a job. And I really like something that you mentioned, uh, that it was community work. If you go volunteer yourself, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure there are a lot of uh, volunteer opportunities out there on different, on different uh, paths that you can just go and start getting some experience. And that will get your feet wet. That will let you know like, oh, maybe this is for me. Oh, maybe that's not for me. So I think, I think those are good, solid options that students should look into. Um, something else that I want to throw out there is like, Talk to the grad students, talk to master's students, talk to yes. PhD students, you know, like maybe if I'm, an, if I'm into, uh, if I'm doing environmental engineering and I'm thinking on going and getting a master's on mechanical engineering, go talk to them. They will be the best resources to tell you what their experience has been on that field. Oh, Sarah, that is such a great insight. You know, oftentimes we refer students to alumni who are currently in a field to go and talk about a profession, but what a great idea to talk to a current student, like a master's student who is like in, in the research or, or in the program to get insights. I think that is such a great, a great idea that is overlooked oftentimes. So I mm -hmm. love that. I also loved your insight about uh, taking electives that that can help us do some exploration. Um, you know, whether it's your general education um, electives mm -hmm. or within your actual you know major program electives. Such a great point. So really good insights for students. I hope they're all taking notes uh, about that. <laughs> Well, Sarah, I am so grateful for uh, your willingness to hop on the show today. And I do want to just close out with one final question. And that question is, um, if there was one piece of advice that you could give to students who are considering uh, pursuing a, a, a degree and also career in engineering, what would it be? Never give up. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have horrible days. You might have professors that you don't like that they might not like you, but never give up. Just swallow it and wake up the next day and go stronger than ever. There is always light at the end of the tunnel. So just if that's your if that's really is your passion, never give up on it. 
<laughs> oh, what a great note to end on. Sarah, thank you so much for, for hopping on the call today, sharing your insights, maybe some of the bumps in the road, but also <laughs> the greatest successes. I so appreciate you. Of course. Thank you so much for the invite. This has been an amazing uh, opportunity to share, you know, my side of things. So thank you so much for the invite. Absolutely. We hope you loved this episode of the USU Career Studio podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends and family. 